1: Oh, uh, Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show.
2: Um, You know, every time you do the introduction, it's different, it's creative, it's Tom.
1: Experiment, you know, it's...
2: Yeah. But yes, you do experiment. It's great. And, and what's been going on with you?
1: Things are still moving ahead? Moving ahead, Dr. Joe. The Bay Players at Duxbury's production of Witch opens as of this recording next week. Buy your tickets now before it's too late. I'll say that much. And viewers on Marshfield Community Television and on our YouTube channel might notice that I'm a little bit crisper this time. You are? Why are you crisper? I purchased a new webcam on the way home, Dr. Joe. I figured it was high time. It's a Razer something X 700. It said, by gamers, for gamers. I don't know what that means. I don't know why I need a camera for it, but I now have game, Dr. Joe, you might say.
2: That's... That's so great. Why only four gamers? Why not five gamers?
1: That's a question for a smarter man. That's Yeah.
2: But no, you you look very sharp, very sharp there. I thought CRISPR, you were going to talk about some DNA thing, but it's a, that's a whole nother protein synthesis thing. I mean, speaking of genes, there's, you know, there are XY genes, and then there are XX genes. And speaking of that, I wonder whether you could introduce our guest for tonight.
1: Yeah, Dr. Joe, let's get into some genes. Who can help us with that? Tom.
2: Tom. Tonight, Dr.
1: Joe, we have the (laughs) one and only Marnie Kinris. The ultimate wing girl, Marnie is a self-taught advice and relationship expert to men worldwide. She has spent nearly a decade working to help men understand women so they can attract, date, seduce, and get any woman they want. Educated at University of Western Ontario, Canada with a BA in psychology, Marnie has been prominently featured on The Soup, Mary Claire, Elle, Men's Health, Women's Health, Love Line, Black Book, Penthouse, Asylum, Daily Beast, Opie and Anthony, AOL Personals, and more. Marnie was awarded World's Best Female Pickup Artist from the World PUA Summit in Hollywood, California, and awarded World's Best Wing Girl Global Pickup Conference. Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show.
0: Hi, I also help men get into people's pants, so
2: I get that. I'm, I'm so glad there's so much to talk about here tonight, Marnie. Thanks so much for being on the Dr. Joe Show. I'm really, really honored. And I cannot wait to hear. So, so tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you? How did you
0: become? The wing girl, ultimate wing girl. Where did oh, gosh. Well, this was so long ago now. Now it's been 20 years, which is ridiculous that it's been so long. But initially, even when I was in high school and college, I was helping my guys understand girls, get girls, giving them advice on women like that. I was the go to girl for making things happen with women if my guys were ever interested in any female that was around us. And then I moved to Los Angeles and I went to a singles mixer at a rabbi's house and nobody was talking to each other. And I didn't like anybody there because I had just met my now husband like two weeks earlier and nobody kind of lived up to what he was showing me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to help other people match up. Guys were on one side of the room. Women were on another side and they were not interacting. So I, I went up to one man, it started off with, I started talking to him and I then pulled him over to start talking to other women, made an introduction for him, made him look really good to the women that he was talking to. And then I left afterwards and then I, I did it with with more guys that were there. And by the end of the night, you know, couples were made, people were making out in the corner and things were happening. And I went home 1.30 in the morning. I said to my roommate, I want to be a wing girl. I want I want to help men attract women and like give them what they need to make it happen. And he, you know, he made a crude joke basically saying that I'd have to provide other services if I wanted men to pay for my assistance in uh-huh. that area. And I am glad that he said no, to be honest, because I do not like hearing the word. No, it, it gets me energized. And I marched into my bedroom probably at two o'clock in the morning and posted that an on Craigslist. This is a very long time ago. By the next morning, I had over 75 guys responding to me saying, I want a wing girl. What is this wing girl thing? So I, I I started. And initially, it was a live service where I would go out with men and I would pick up women for them. And then I started learning about online and how I could actually provide the same content that I, and instruction that I was giving to these guys one-on-one. I could provide it to the world through the internet. Uh, and through digital marketing. And so then I started creating at-home digital programs, and now I've sold them to hundreds of thousands of men all over the world.
2: That's that's incredible. Uh, can I go back again to that beginning story, though, in yeah. high school? What was it about about your relationship with your friends then that gave you that opportunity to, to be that person? Because certainly it's a little unique. I mean, not everybody would say, yeah, this is. Uh, No, That's a really
0: good question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I I think I, I, I've never really had a filter. Like I, I, I don't really understand um, privacy or, you know, not saying the things that I'm thinking and feeling. And I, I, I I have uh, something where I expect other people to be the same way. And in turn, because I expect that they kind of are, they're open with me. Because I don't feel like anything is off limits and I'm very comfortable saying things about myself, which makes, again, people more comfortable saying things to me, which is why I've always had really open relationships with my male and my female friends. Um, But at that time, definitely the male friends, they didn't have other girls or women in their lives that they could talk to about these things. They definitely didn't want to bring this up to their other guy friends because out of fear of how it would potentially make them look. So I, I think I think that was the asset that I had back then and probably the asset that I still have now that has grown and matured where it's 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 a more established intuition that I have now, which I think was starting back then. Um, but those. Yeah, that's that's why guys came to me. And that's why I, I had an interest in doing what I was doing. I I always saw things a little bit differently.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't suppose you remember that very first conversation with your friend, Timmy or whoever it was. And he says, Oh, I I don't,
0: I, I I don't remember the very first question or the very first conversation. Oh, that would be a good thing to try and go back and remember. I'm sure if I really sat on it, I could think about it, but I, I, I just remember always, you know, spitting out my opinion. Right. And I know, I knew that it wasn't a typical opinion because I would hear other women speaking about similar topics or other girls at that time, because we were pretty young and, they would always have a different take than I had on it. But if I were to further inquire with them, they would always get to the place that I started at. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what was that place? It was the place of like, of, of, of a real answer. That's what it was of like a, 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 a knowledgeable tuned in response that was more gray than black and white.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there are no real black and white answers to relationships in that way.
0: No, and actually that's something I've learned more about later in life. Like even when I go back and I look at some of my materials of of, of the way that I wrote or spoke about things in the past, even my advice was very black and white, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And as I get older, I just realize just how gray everything is and becomes. doesn't mean – that it wasn't when I was younger. I just think as you get older and mature more, there, there's there, there's just more room. There, there's more room to not be so 100% in one direction and 100% in the other direction.
2: Yeah, it's true. So how, how do
0: you help men understand women? By telling them what is really going on in our minds. And I have interviewed probably 7,000 women by now, probably even more by now. Um, And I just, I give them access to that, right? I give them access to the things that we're really thinking, not what we say we're thinking the things we're really doing, not what we like want you to think that we're doing. So more specifically, if a guy comes to me and says, I have this situation with this woman, here's her actions, here's what she's saying, here's what she's doing. What is she trying to say to me? And I can break it down for them and say, these are the things that you're seeing. These are the things that you may be believing that she's saying to you. But here's what I believe to be true of what's really going on. And now here are the tools to potentially turn things around or at least be okay with the information I just gave you.
2: So so as you, as you think about it, looking back sort of evolutionarily, if you will, why would why do we have to evolve these codes, do you think? I mean, why couldn't we just be upfront with what we were thinking or feeling?
0: It's darn uncomfortable. And it, there's like so many things that you think in your mind before you actually speak the truth. Number one, it's uncomfortable. Number two, you don't know what's going to happen when... Mm you say something or reveal something. Number three, you don't know how the other person is going to respond or you have past circumstances where you have done what you want to do by being forthcoming and speaking out loud. And the other side hasn't taken it in the way that you want them to. And it gets to misinformation for for what you're trying to express or, or anger or fights or tension. So I think all of it's about protection. Like I'll say, even with my husband, yesterday we went for a walk and, in, and it was just, he was very stressed at the end of the day. And I brought something up for me that was very PG, very like not a big topic, but it, 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 it got under his skin and he didn't react properly, which, would shut me down. Right. And in past my training would have been Don't bring that up ever again. Don't say that ever again. Now I know more about him and I have information to say, okay, he just had a hard day and he just can't take in anything right now. But I've had to work through a lot of that stuff because I had a lot of programming that happened because of me opening my mouth and people responding a certain way that wasn't the way I thought they were going to in the past. Anyway, that's a long answer for, I think it's just very scary for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a terrific answer. Um, and, and I think it it resonates so much. One, one of the things that and I say is secrets aren't secrets because of what we've done. Mm-hmm. Secrets are secrets because we worry, how will someone judge me if they know my secret? Mm-hmm. And yet, if you cannot be honest with the person who you really want to be with,
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that the person that you should be with?
0: What do you think? I think yes, because I think hopefully the person that you're meant to be with is going to push you to become a little bit more honest and to, to grow. I just think it's in all of us to be fearful and scared and protective of ourselves. That is, I I haven't met anybody who doesn't have lack of confidence or insecurity or fears. So anybody I would come up against, right. Whether it's a partner in life or a partner in business or even my children, like there's, there's, always going to be this filter but there's always potentially going to be this learning opportunity in front of you that's at least how I I I look at it I I would love it if there was you know complete honesty all the time and I think that that's what I'm striving for in my own relationship and I think my husband strives for that as well but at the end of the day there's I don't know it, it, it is still there there it, it is as much as I work on myself that fear is still there
2: yeah I agree it, it, it's um It is, unfortunately, part of who we are as human beings. You know, one of the things that I think I've learned is that we all want the same thing, which is just to feel valued by somebody else. About every person you've ever met. Oh, 100%. the common thread. And sadly, for millennia, human beings have increased their value by decreasing somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And then are astonished that the other person does the same, the other group, the other country. This is the conflicts we have. And I think that that contributes to your insight of not always feeling safe enough to be honest.
0: Yeah. How does that affect dating? How does that affect being a wing girl? Well, the, the the guys that I work with, they are very fearful of many things. And the biggest fear that they have is to, is to be themselves mainly because they don't really know what that means. Like the guys that I, I work with, they've never, never really focused on themselves. They're always focusing it outwards, right? Maybe for business, they focused on themselves and they're really good at what they do or in school, they were really great at what they do and they're successful now. But when it comes to themselves with women, they just have have this uh, paralyzing fear within them that doesn't allow them to be comfortable and confident and outspoken around women, which leads to lack of attraction, right? Because when you go out on a date with somebody and you're not forthcoming about who you are and you're not sharing about who you are and you're not showing that sense of humor that you have that you, you typically have when you're around family members or people that you're comfortable with, you're losing out on countless opportunities with unbelievable women who could be great partners for you for the night, for for a month, for a lifetime, So I think, I think that the lack of, or the, not even the lack of, but the, the, the heightened um, discomfort for so many just leads to rocky relationships and a tough time dating. Mm.
2: I know we have a lot of men and women listening to this, and I, I hope they can start looking and wondering about their own fear.
0: Yeah. Why why would be? Well, the thing, like even in dating, like people are really afraid to put out what they want. So like the guys that I work with, so if they create an online profile, they want to appeal to everybody, right? So they don't want to miss out on anybody or they, they may not either know things specifically about themselves or they may not want to say specific things about themselves out of fear that that's going to turn some group off or some women off and and miss out. So instead they create this generic profile that nobody can really attach themselves to because there isn't anything that is, this is Joe's profile, Joe, who can't say, you know, something uh, that is unique to anybody else. Anybody can say the things that are on, you know, those profiles that don't have those unique things about themselves. And I think, you know, that, it it, it 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 ruins it for them because then women can't go and look at their profiles and say, like, oh, I really connect to this guy or I really connect to this guy because there's nothing there for them to connect to.
2: I, I noticed Tom is like nodding his head just like
1: ferociously. What What, what is resonating with you about this, Tom? Well, I don't know about ferociously, but <laughs> yeah, like th- I'm no stranger to the apps and I hate a generic profile because it's it's. Yeah. You'll see like the same one of 10 things over and over again. Pam looking for her gym, fluent in sarcasm, strong proponent of the Oxford comma, buy me tacos and touch my butt. Like it's the same copy paste things over and over again. It's like, okay, so you're a robot. And right. you probably are. Exactly. might be.
0: Well, but that's what it's also telling you is somebody that is either too afraid to put their real stuff out there. So they want to put something else they have, have seen as proven to work or like they're lazy, and they have no desire to really put themselves fully in into this dating process, right? And they're protecting themselves in some way. Mm.
2: So, so what do you teach them, Marie? How does somebody overcome that fear? That, that-
0: no, I teach them. I teach. So I have a couple of these workbooks that I give to guys when they first start working with me. It's a part of most of my programs, and it's called Discovering Yourself. Where it's really like taking time to think about who are you? What are your boundaries? What are your goals? What are your wants? What are your desires? How do you want to feel when you're around a woman that you're interested in, whether it's someone you're sleeping with or somebody that you're dating or somebody that has long term potential? So, what I help guys do is stop thinking like this, you know, this big way. Of, if I want a woman, I want someone I'm attracted to, I want someone that's hot. And I get them to really narrow down and figure out like who the heck they are. Cause when you know who you are, then you can create a path for yourself. But if you don't know who you are, or what you want, you're just like throwing in this wide net towards the entire world and it's really hard to pull anything in. So really just helping them get more clear helps build more confidence for these men, for themselves. uh, And then it's easier for them to date. And then I also provide them with, you know, tools on how to have conversations, how to connect to women, how to actually flirt, how to carry their body, how to make eye contact. There's like, you know, a, a full tool belt of actual tools. But I think the, the mind part first and the mindset part ha- has to be the first part that they tackle.
2: How do you get them to open up to you? I mean, Just
0: do it. Is, I'm sure you have this as well, right? Cause you're, you're a curious person. And I think when you're curious people, like, just open up to you. I, I think that's what it is. I don't know yeah. if that's actually what it is, but that, that's my assumption. And people just tell me stuff. Yeah. It, it It's crazy. They want help, right? At that, at that point, they want help in it. So they're willing to just dump everything and reveal everything. There's a lot of guys who are very closed off, obviously, that I work with, who I have to break down some walls first, but most of them just tell me, everything about themselves. So, so I can try to figure out what's going on.
2: Yeah. I think that that is absolutely my world where, you know, I, I'm all about respect and value and that's what leads to trust, you know, yeah. when somebody feels respected and value, they know that you, they can trust you with your secrets and their secrets because you're not going to be judged. Right. And isn't that part of what we fear? We, isn't that part of what inhibits so many of us that we're going to be judged by somebody else yep. and, and seen as less than. Yep. And so how, how do you help somebody just say, you know, that's okay. Even that, for, for me, the whole thing. Just comes-
0: by saying that, to be yeah. honest, I some of the times, most of my coaching is really just saying to a guy, you can do that. No, you're allowed. Women are like that you're allowed to say that to a woman. It's just literally giving them the permission because I think either people have told them not to do it in the past, not women, but people have told them not to do it in the past, or they tell themselves that this isn't appropriate. This isn't welcomed by other people. So sometimes I'm just a, a literally a wall for guys to throw ideas at that I can just say, all good, proceed as you want. You are doing and thinking the right thing. No, do it with women.
2: And of course, there's the credibility being a woman.
0: Yeah, yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, and now at first it was just me being a woman that people happen to like, but now I've done this for 20 years, right? So I'm a woman who I I think also knows what I'm talking about, or maybe I'm not, I'm just crazy, but I think I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I
2: think it sounds great. I mean, it's just so amazing that there's, there's a difference between the way men think and women think. I mean, that's just.
0: There is, the but there's also is. so many similarities. That's yes. the interesting thing that I, that I'm learning. There's a lot of differences. So I actually created a program for women,
1: I guess, 12 mm. years
0: ago now, but it was based off of me working with men. Cause as I started working with men and hearing how they were thinking, m- m- my brain started being different about how I would talk to men and treat men. Cause I understood men a little bit more like, you know, their hearts, their insecurities, their fears. And I found myself saying things to my girlfriends, like, that's not how men work. Whereas before I would say, Oh, you're so wonderful. You're a great girl. You don't deserve that. I was shifted to, but that's not how men work. That's not how mm-hmm. men work. And I, I thought that was really interesting that, 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 I got to learn actually how men work because that helped me in my relationships with men.
2: So I'm listening. Uh, yeah. Tell me about
0: that. How, yeah. how do well, we learn like for, for example, so, so my sister-in-law, this is like a while ago, but she was newly single after getting divorced and she had met this guy out at a barbecue of her cousins and they really hit it off. And then they went on a, a date afterwards or he asked her out on a date. And when he got on the date, he was you know, talking about himself a lot, not not asking her any questions, which is very different from the guy that she had met the first time. And uh, she called me from the bathroom and was like, Marnie, I don't know what's going on. He's being really weird. He's not asking questions. He seems so egotistical. What do I do? And I said, go back and just sit there, smile at him and put, put put your hand on his wrist, right? And what you're doing is you're saying, I'm in this. You can calm down. I'm committed to this as well. You don't have to be nervous. Because I was saying to her, I know you're seeing arrogance, but most likely he's nervous. Most likely he's got an information from other dating people who say, don't have any silences. Talk about yourself. Show your accomplishments. Show you're a man of value. And it's 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 hard for him to digest that information and then actually act it out with you. So if you just go up and show him, I like you. You can even say that if you want. Like, I'm having a really good time. He will calm down and you'll see that guy that you were with at the barbecue. And she wrote me back that night and said, Marnie, your voodoo magic worked. It was amazing. He calmed down. We had a full makeout session in the car. And then she and I talked afterwards. And I was – and I, I actually, this isn't pertaining to the that's how men work statement. But – I thought that was like int- interesting, something that I had learned about men because I didn't know before I started doing the work that I was doing that men were insecure, men were uncomfortable, men doubted themselves, men were nervous approaching women. I just thought they were supposed to do all that stuff. Mm. I didn't know that there was all of the, all of this baggage attached to it.
2: Yeah. No, it, it is important to, to recognize that men can be as insecure as anyone. And I, I'm not going to say as insecure as women, but Men can be really insecure, but off air we were we were talking about how grateful I am to you, Marnie, that that you provide this this arena of safety for people, so that they can really explore really who they are and why they do what they do. I mean, that is the the whole crux of the I am approach that mm-hmm. people are doing the best they can. Yeah, instead of judging ourselves, let's just try to wonder who we are, why we do what we do. So. How how do you create that that space for people?
0: Well, I will say so. We started doing more, like I'm saying in person, but it's over Zoom coaching now. And I have I have six other girls who work with me and they run these. We have flirting sessions for guys, and it's it's wonderful and great. But a lot of men get really spooked by these sessions, they come onto these group sessions and it's intimidating. And they start having these fears that they're not as good as the other guys. And some, some of them don't come back or some of them kind of lash out in class because of their discomfort, which is I, I've experienced for the past 20 years how to handle this and how to calm guys down when they get into that space. Cause I know it's just, it's just fear and it's really just sadness. Um from I didn't know that at first, but I I know that now. And it's been interesting to watch all the girls that work with me learn to understand that. So one of, one of my wing girls, Nadia, um, in the very beginning, she, she would end up really butting heads with a lot of these guys. Cause she would try to like drill sergeant them. Right. And, and that would take a, a, a heavy toll on her. Cause then she, she would drill sergeant them. They, they wouldn't come back to the classes cause they felt attacked. And then she would feel defeated because she was just trying to help, it was like all this miscommunication, and over time, she's she's just learned to understand more about where they're coming from, and then also even like what her emotions were from as well. It's like a whole interesting like learning experience for everybody. Yeah, sounds but I, good. I, I, it's it's really, it's really interesting. It's like a, a cool anthropological, you know, sociolog- sociological experiment that's going on here. But where she's at now that helps them provide this, the safety is that any time when the guys kind of get freaked out, she kind of, she reminds them or she doesn't remind them, she reminds herself and then says to them, you know what? I used to be really scared too coming onto these sessions mm-hmm. and I wanted to quit in the very beginning. And, and I think statements like that and like even for me where, where I'll say to the guys, I've heard everything before and I've done my own journey of self-help of over the past 20 years. I have stuff too. I think, I think that's what helps provide the safety that we're not these girls who are on pedestals above them who have never had an issue in our lives. It's that We're, we're women who also have had pain, have also been hurt, also have insecurities and also like screw up from time to time. And I, I think announcing that to men just like breaks this magical belief that they have, that women are perfect and really helps them just become more comfortable with us. I can
2: tell you the the story that that comes to my mind was many, many years ago uh, when my wife Carol and I had been dating and we broke up um and I it was it was in New Year's and I called her house she was you know she, we were both like 20 twenty two and her mother answered the phone and she said I'm so glad you called Carol has been miserable for weeks and that was astonishing to me mm-hmm. I mean I thought you know she wouldn't be miserable i mean she would go. yeah she's her, fine you know right and that that just like blew me away and i because i'd been miserable too mm-hmm. so so i i, I want to go back to this the word you used was flirting so what what so you have your 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 Team like is flirting with
0: guys. L- yeah, Why, we we I'm have flirting sessions. Tell me about. Have, this. I mean, to be honest, I got to hear about this. It this ends up incredible. becoming so much more than that. Like so, so okay. guys, we have these six week and twelve week flirting coaching packages <laughs> that we offer. <laughs> it it's, it's it's incredible. amazing. Because, well, so my my number one product that I sell right now is called the F Formula, and it's the flirting formula. It teaches guys how to flirt in a way that women respond to. Right, so it's written by women. For men, um, and because men were like, "I love this product, but ha- how do I? How do I use it? I'm too afraid to go out there and put it. Not every single guy, but like some guys, like, I'm too afraid to put this to practice. What's like the middle step before I go out and I actually uh, apply this on women? And we were like, "Oh, let's make flirting classes so these guys can practice in safe with safety and with female feedback." on how they're actually doing. And God, like some again, some guys freaks them out, some guys have a blast. About 95% of the guys come out of these 12 weeks or 6 weeks a completely different man who are able to banter and be playful and challenge women and 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 tap into that like sexual side of themselves that they've been repressing around women for most of their lives, probably all of their lives. Um but it's interesting because we have these, they're flirting sessions, but so much more gets talked about during these classes. We talk about mindset. We talk about leadership. We talk about confidence. We talk about basic conversation skills because before guys can flirt, they, they have to be able to have a conversation first and put a sentence together. So some guys really need help in that area. So even though it's labeled as flirting sessions, it is so much more than that. Does it doesn't ever
2: get awkward.
0: Does it ever get awkward? Uh, I Sometimes it can get <laughs> awkward, but that there's like, I don't know. I always, I don't even know if I would put that label on it. It can, okay. it can get uncomfortable. That's probably the yeah. word and get uncomfortable okay. for everybody. But like once the c- discomfort is pushed through, it gets to awesomeness. Yeah. So I would say no to the awkwardness, okay. but I would say yes to discomfort, but discomfort with a purpose.
2: Yeah. Tom, what do you th- what do you think? You want to chime in on this? Well, oh,
1: yeah, of course. Practice makes perfect. I think that's yeah. I think that's one of the reasons I think travel is so effective for like single guys is yes, y- you get much lower stake. You know, obviously yeah. do your best and be respectful. But if you're never gonna see them again. Yeah,
0: let lower investment, right? You, mm-hmm. it's so funny because mo- a lot of guys that I work with they're like why, why when I'm traveling can I meet all these women I'm like, because you're a different person you have a different mindset and you're you're putting less pressure on yourself right? You're not permanent there you're visiting you get to reinvent yourself you're in a new place so you're not like in automated zombie mode. there's a million reasons why you're more successful when you're out there in the real world people know you they watch you think they're watching you. You're seeing the same people every single day and you're you're trapped in this space of this is Tom when I'm in Los Angeles. When you're in Mallorca, you're Tom, vacation guy. Like, you you know, it's just, it's just different over there. You're whoever you want to be.
2: Yeah, which means you can do that wherever you want to.
0: I know, and that's the thing. So many people don't know that and they don't know how to do that. And that's, that is one of the main things that we help people do. We let them be Tom, Mallorca guy in Idaho.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing this a while. What, what's the pattern is, is there sort of a a pattern that you've noticed in the, in the progression of these guys?
0: Yes. Pattern is I'm a nice guy, which, you know, nice guy really means you're meek. You don't stand up for yourself. You don't put mm-hmm. that sexual side of yourself out. You cut off, cut it off, basically. So the, the, the pattern is that guys are unsure of who they can be around women and what they're allowed to do. Then my programs or my wing girls or myself give them permission to do and say the things that they really want to. They go out. They try doing those things, they fumble, they crash and burn, they get back up because we're there to support them. They continue practicing and every time it gets a little bit easier and a little bit better and then eventually they stop caring what people think and that's the place that I want to get them to and then once they're there, then everything starts clicking. That's the pattern. Hmm. So how do people find you, Moni?
2: How do they access this?
0: Uh... How do they find, well they go to they go to my website, they go to my YouTube channel, but they I I've been around for a very long time. I think if you Google anything about attracting women or flirting with women, I, I come up. So they they yeah, they find me there.
2: And, and what is the website then?
0: Oh, so it's winggirlmethod.com. Actually, I'm gonna give you a, a different website, actually. It's okay. f with It's I have a free mini course that I created that teaches you the five key things that create attraction between you and a woman. It's a free mini course, five videos that tell you all the things that you need, the five key things that you need to be able to attract a woman.
2: I I definitely would like to hear about that. Can you feel comfortable sharing at least the first of those five?
0: Oh, I don't even remember what's in that mini course. <laughs> to be honest, but I do know that it's about how you present yourself. So, number one, it's about mindset. So the, so, the first video is about the mindset of a successful man around women, a man that attracts women. So, it tells you what the mindset needs to be for yourself and actually how to practice having that mindset so that it can become automated for you. Uh, I teach them about how to have basic conversation and how to approach and interact with women, which is something that I call, it's OSA. That's my method for starting conversation with women, which is O-S-A, observe, share, and ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what's the other piece? There's five things, something about flirting tactics and building sexual tension, but I forget the rest, but it's it's a really good course. Like each thing sort of goes on to the next thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And again, give us a site again. Where do they find that one?
0: Fwithher.com.
2: F as in Frank or yes. any other word that begins with F.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's flirt with her, not the other F. Yes. Unless right, you right. want it to be the other F. So well,
2: <laughs> yes. I have a feeling that some people I'm sure. Yes, were,
0: exactly. Were, Listen, were, that some that people is like thing. fishing. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> likes fishing. Yeah. Yes. No, but here's the thing. I, I, From the very beginning of when I started this, I wasn't in it to help men get into relationships. If that's what they want, that's what they can have. I'm in this to give men options. And secretly, I'm doing this for women because if there's more men who are amazing and awesome, kind-hearted, good men who can also be leaders and confident in the men that women are craving, that puts women in a better position. They get to choose from these guys. So most of the guys that I work with are like the best men in the entire world, kind-hearted, good, authentic men who just haven't learned how to be that way around women. So yeah. yes, if they want to F one way or F another way, they're more than welcome to. I want to provide them with options that they've never had before.
1: Marty, have you? is, is it getting harder? Because I look at young men these days, 20s and so many like li- still living at home, so many of the formative years during COVID. Just not being able to sharpen those skills. Oof, that's a package.
0: It is. Is it becoming harder? I think people are creating more hardness for themselves, if that's like even the way to say it. Like living at home doesn't mean that you can't go out and socialize with people just because you can't afford to, you know, pay rent somewhere or you're, I, I, because I'm assuming that's why more people are living at home because they can't afford to buy a house or to live on their own. Who can't spare
1: $2,100 a month for a studio? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, I think, but you can still get out there, right? Yes, you're still living with your parents. But for me, when I, okay, when I was younger, I didn't have lots of money, but I went backpacking around the world, right? When I was 18 years old, I paid for a ticket. I was lucky enough to pay, pay for a ticket. I lived in hostels. I worked jobs when I was, you know, in other countries under the table and I didn't need a lot of money and I could still Mm. grow as a person and interact with tons of people and be, be social. So I, I don't think that living at home is an excuse not to grow as a human being. You're just growing in different ways, right? So, but but,
2: would you, would you see someone like that? As as a person that was attractive, or is this a person who, you know, can't launch from the home? And
0: It depends. Why are they still at home? Right. Right. So, okay. So if somebody, let's say, even if there was a 45 year old man who was well established in his career, right. Got a divorce at 45 when you get divorced, all your money kind of goes away and you start off at square one again. You have a small one-bedroom apartment or you move back to live with your family. Or let's say even like your, your mom is in bad health and it happens to coincide at the time that you're getting a divorce. And so you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go back and move home. I'm gonna stay with my mom and live with her and take care of her. And I don't have enough money to have my own home right now. It's really in 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 the reason behind it and then how you present the information and whether or not you have a plan to not be there anymore. Or if you have a plan to stay there for the rest of your life, it's because there's a purpose behind it. And listen, some women are not going to like the fact that you are a 45-year-old man or a 28-year-old man or a 60-year-old man who is living with his mom. Some women are just not going to like that. But that's okay you you're the one who has to like that and and be the owner of the fact that you're really proud of what you're doing that you've 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 given up something to take care of the woman who raised you and 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 brought you into this world so I think it's all in the way that you present information but if you are a 28 year old who has no aspirations no drive, no curiosity, uh, no social awareness, no social skills at all, can't be funny, can't have a conversation, can't even have a deep conversation, has no interest, that's a different person that I'm not going to be interested in. Even if he had a million dollars, I'm going to show lack of interest in that person. Even if he had millions of dollars and really beautiful women dated him, there still wouldn't be that connection to him. That would simply be because of his money, that they were around him. And that would be either a win-win for everybody, right, if they were okay with it, or a very sad situation with possibly one person benefiting.
2: So so I think it's
0: all circumstance.
2: And is that the person that you would say, come to my group, let me teach you something? Yes,
0: yes, of course. So, So I have worked with men who own 15 different companies, have jets that fly around the world. No skills with women whatsoever. They try to buy women. And they get burned every single time when their buying women does not work out or does not turn into love, admiration, respect, mm-hmm. right? I've also worked with people who are truck drivers who have unbelievable personalities, right? And can be super witty, super confident. I've, I've worked with them as well on like how to, how to work their dating life into their truck driving life. So I, I've worked... With everybody in 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 all these different places, so yeah.
2: I, I mean, I, I hear the passion that you have for this memory.
0: Oh, thanks. What does this
2: do for you? How how does this help you to help all these people?
0: Well, okay. So I, I I always kind of wondered that. So I'd say about like fifteen years ago, I just I realized why I first did this. So I am my clients, right? In so many ways, I used to have a lot of difficulty with women. I'm not a lesbian. I have a husband. I mean, everybody's a little bit lesbian, so I'm a little bit lesbian, but like not fully. I I have a lot of
2: lesbian in me. Yeah,
0: exactly. 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 See, we're on the same page. Right. But I was always interested in men, but... I put women on pedestals. Women spooked mm. me. I was, unless, unless I wasn't attracted to them, I wasn't into them. I didn't want them to be my friend. I was like, Oh sure. I can talk to anybody. But when there were women around me who I was like, I want to be friends with them or they're so cool or they're so pretty. I shut down. I couldn't talk mm. to them. I would think things in my head, but they wouldn't come out of my mouth. And I I couldn't be who I wanted to be and who I, who I am in front of those people. And then I realized, you know what? I'm like that in front of most people that I feel that way about. People I'm comfortable around, no problem. But people who intimidate me, which was, you know, 90% of the world back then, I'm not who I want to be. So I I understood these men. And through my own coaching with these men, I learned how to be more open with women. Every time that I come on and I do a podcast or I, I coach someone, I really am working through something for myself. I'm selfishly doing this for me, I think. And it's like I'm reinforcing ideas. And again, I'm coaching myself. Everything that I tell my guys to do, I have done. I have tried. I have lived through. I've done every exercise. I've done tons of self help for myself. So again, everything I pass on to them is something that I've done as well. So that's why I was doing it before. And why I do it now is. Because I'm really good at it and I have fun, to be honest. And it, that's that's why I still do. I, I am very lucky that I do this for a living. And I, I I get emails every single day from guys saying like, you changed my life. I am a new person. I am the confident man that I always knew I could be. And that is the best feeling in the entire world, right? So that's, that's why I, I keep doing it. And yeah. also to continue reinforcing it to myself, like to continue growing, continue being open, continue to be judgment-free and, and speaking the way that I want to. Yeah.
2: Several things, you know, I, one of my phrases, I've worked hard to be this lucky. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like you've done that too. And, yeah. And I love going to work and love going home. That's one of my definitions of success, but more yeah. every time you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I hope the world can really move towards. Instead of taking someone's value to increase your own, just remind some of their value and you will be amazed at how valuable you feel.
0: Oh, why doesn't everybody know this? Just teach it in school. So I I it's crazy. So I um I do these masterclasses every single month. And this amazing marriage and family therapist who I'm friends with now, Tara Harrison, came on and she taught a, a master class about how to connect with women. And um, she teaches about safe conversations and about um, oh God, what is it? Is it Harvell? Oh, I forget who it is that she she learns from. But it's really about how to respect what others are saying and then validate it. But she she opens up the masterclass by telling this story and I'm totally gonna flub it up. But she talks about this, this black man who went into communities where the KKK was really prevalent and he would go to bars where they would hang out and he would just listen. And he would respect their views and listen and validate their feelings. And he got like 10 Klansmen to hand over their hoods yeah. to him. Just yeah. by just by listening, that's, that's exactly, like it's, it's yes. and it's just it's 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 phenomenal. Like the power of respect huh? is sounds so like, powerful. Sounds like a book I wrote, actually. Unleashing yeah. Yeah. the power of respect. See, I'm trying Thank to do you. a plug for you. So Andrew you was really nice sponsors, of you, and I do it for you.
2: Yeah, and no, I really appreciate that. So, w- with that in mind, um, we're going to come to to the two truths. So, the IM is saying that you know we respond to these four domains: your home domain, your social domain the biological domain, the I see, how I see myself, how I think other people see me. Because these domains interact, a small change can have a big effect. You don't need to change everything. So Marty, what small change can you recommend to our listeners based on what we're talking about tonight?
0: Well, the one thing that I I say consistently to people is you can't get the things you want without asking for it. Hmm. And I, the exercise that is in... Module three of one of my biggest programs called The Insider is called the I Want exercise, which is injecting the phrase I want five times into your vocabulary. So instead of being wishy-washy, instead of saying like, I don't know, whatever you want, or I have no opinion, it's really standing strong and getting clear on the things that you want and just saying, I want Chinese for dinner. I want a hug. I want to not go to work today. It's just it's just putting that into your, your vocabulary and realizing how easy it is to say and how easy it is for people to actually give you the things you want once you say the things that you want. So, and that,
2: yeah. And that you're deserving, that it's yeah. okay that, that you are valuable enough and say, yeah, this is what I want. I think that's a great change, folks. I want you to do that. I really do. So the second truth of the I am, everyone's got one. Everyone is interested in what you think or feel about them through their IC domain, which has an effect on their biological domain. Because, you know, it feels different when you feel respected or disrespected. And you're part of someone's home and social domain. So this means the second truth, you control no one, but you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. Marnie Kinris, ultimate winger. What kind of influence do you want to be?
0: a non-judgmental one. I really want to influence others, really not to care about what other people (laughs) do. That's a huge thing that's going on in our world right now. It's like, why do you just, why do you care? Why do you care? Don't judge. I know from my own uh, work that like, the more you judge yourself, the more you're going to judge other people. So it's like learning that and just understanding you're judging others because you're highly judging yourself. So stop judging others and slowly, hopefully you'll stop judging yourself. So that that's what I want to influence people to do. They stop judging themselves and stop judging other people.
2: Yeah. And I think that my guess is that you've done that for a lot, a lot of people.
0: I think so. And, and I hope so. I hope I continue to do it for more people.
2: Yeah. And the happiness you bring people. That's incredible. So
0: how do they find your website? Well, there's two. So there's F with her and they get a free mini course on that page of the five things that attract the women that you want. And then you can also go to winggirlmethod.com. And that's my main website.
2: That's great. We will post those. Folks, please listen, listen to what our guest has said tonight, because these are things that can help all of us remind us of our value and of others value as well. Marnie Keenest, thanks so much
1: Thank for being you. with us
2: on the Dr. Joe Show.
0: It's Thank great. Thank you so much for having me.